Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Episode 100 and what is it, 17? Now I'm starting to lose count, um, which is not what the uh, you know the Sesame Street uh, you know puppet handlers uh, want to do. Count on count. I'm Paul. Hi, welcome to the show. Steve's here. It's the witch today. Scary horror. Listen a pick. Uh, what a spooky way to start the week, hey, Steve. Well, I don't. I don't know if it's any scarier than a Monday morning. <laughs> good, very good, very good, very good. Oh, yeah. Was uh, that it? Oh, one more. That that. that. It, it's, that it's, the the it's the start of the show. Please don't do this to me. It's the start of the show. Please, please, please. You're going to make me have a panic attack. Please. Well, you think it's not going to get better than that? It's not going to get better than that. I want to be. On the tea. I want to be on the internet and stuff. Get me on the internet. Get me somewhere. Get me somewhere. Here we are. We've arrived. <laughs> fucking. Pardon my French, but F me in the fucking arse. Um, <laughs> I've ended up here in this place with you, making me feel like a fish because of this place. Place mm. the fish. Um, so, Steve, why yeah. do our listeners hate us so much because they keep sending us these films and then I watch them and I think, I can't write notes about this film. <laughs> what notes? Well, no notes. No, no notes. No, too scary yeah. for notes. This one's too scary for notes. It is. It is it's a, I've got quite a few. Don't worry. I've, ri- I've written a few okay. notes. But Good. mainly around the film rather than about the film, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, they they like to ch- they do like a challenge, don't they? They do like to give us a fucking challenge. They do, um, and I think that shows that our 
listeners are at best intelligent and at worst, you know, downright crafty, a bit sneaky, mm. not to be trusted. Um, a little bit of so, contempt for us as well creeping in as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly, you know. Um and uh you know that we we're the you know, we we rule this world like take that uh, Gary below said, you know, we 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 rule this world, the pod world, so why are they attacking you know I mean they're attacking us, aren't they? They've come into our realm and they're attacking us, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and who's going to stand up? Who's going to defend this realm then, you know what I mean? Who's going to defend the fucking I'm realm? I am not going to. I'm not going to do not? it. Well, get, well I'm, I'm a renowned coward. I absolutely will not, no. Well, I've I often said that if the invaders come to this country, then I'll, then I'll, then I'll flee. <laughs> <laughs> we need you to help us, Steve. We need you. The realm needs you, Steve. Need you for these bas- these fan bastards of ours. Who, um, hi guys. Uh, with you, the realm needs you. Yeah. Well, I, I'll do some long range attacks. You, you. Yeah. You range. do you, and I'll do long yeah. range. I'm better at a distance. Better at a distance. I get in the way. Uh, I'll trip yeah. over my own yeah. feet. You do, and you hands and hands. You know, you do say that when you say, "Look, I've got two left bloody feet." You know, I know you really bring that, bring that, bring that, bring the house down with that great line at some of your great open mic nights. Mm. Um, so, what do you think of life at the moment? Then has it been all right for you? Because we we don't just talk movies; we like to talk about uh, life as well, don't we? We do, we do. We 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 do treat people. We do, yeah. Um, yeah, like life's okay at, at the moment for myself. I went out drinking the other day. Uh, again, oh. it was with the sick in the face mask crowd. Um, oh, notoriously, yeah. yeah. And no, um, no. notorious, no. the great oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, and you know what I did? I did the uh, the old. Um, basically drank about four glasses of water with every pint after my third pint because, you know, I couldn't feel myself going. So, so yeah, that was nice. And I received lots of critique um, about the pod from um, some friends that I'd caught up with. Um, oh, don't worry. Well, not, not for you. Not for you. You were described as the anchor. And I was... I was uh, it was oh, almost as if the... Dropped my headphones. Sorry, he dropped his headphones. Um, I um got new headphones and they're wriggling around in my ear like a you know like a like a like a effing fish, um, a dying fish. Die for me. Um, I'm Gollum. Um, Gollum ripping. Do you remember Gollum ripping head off that fucking fish? He was a wrong one. I know people. I know Gollum had it bad, but he was a wrong one, wasn't he? he yeah, he, he he wasn't. You wouldn't have him round when you had company, would you? You wouldn't no. other friends. He's one of those friends that you would purely isolate from all other social circles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, you can catch him in the precinct, but if you get him towards the back of the precinct, it's a less popular. You know, there's less people there, so you can have a chat mm. with him and catch him. I always ask him how his mum is and what's going on with the job hunt. <clears throat> sometimes he's on. A, sometimes he's looking for jobs, uh, Gollum. And he wants to be an electrician because his uh, his brother-in-law is an electrician, and he likes to try that. But sometimes he just gets absolutely fucked off with everything, and he just can't be bothered with anything. No. And no. Uh, he'll just get. He a gets really annoyed when you ask him if he's uh, enrolled for college for his electric for his electrician course. He's really yeah. angry about it. Yeah, well, it's an it's it's one of those UCAS things, and it's a thing about a computer, and he's got to go to the library to get on the computer anyway. But anyway, we'll tell you all about it. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, what were we talking about? 
uh, critique. critique critique yeah yeah um how about how um you are um are good oh, and okay. i do it bad um yeah. i mean they they weren't they weren't too scathing but they, they they definitely made it out that you were the preference. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take it as gentle ribbing from my closest set of friends. They're not that they're not my closest set, but there's some okay. friends who like to listen. Um, I'd hate to see you exposed. You know, I mean, the temptation when they're at your neck is to give them your neck. But Stephen, I want you to be strong because the realm needs you. Um, and so be strong. And, you know, did you lash out at any of them? Did you throw any glasses around and go, past? Oh, we always do. We always do. <laughs> it, it always gets a little bit rowdy, yeah. Um, it, it it has to by default. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it was a lovely day. It was a good eight-hour drinking sesh. Um, and it, it, was, um, it, it, it was nice. It was nice to catch up with some faces um, that right. I've not seen um, for a while. Was it the small faces, Rod Stewart and Ronnie Wood and all the rest of the band? Um, so talk me through it, Steve. I want big picture. I don't want you to piss about with all your usual details. And I went to Tyler and then there was a hand uh, towel dispenser. And I do prefer the fan or the noise in some of the fans. I'll detail the Dyson. Don't get me started on the Dyson. Here you go, must be Brian Cox. Uh, oh, God. Jesus. I've come to Star Sailor gig, but I've had four and a half dids by me. I've had four and a half fucking bills by mistake. They're doing no. that dancing in fucking moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, what was I um, What was I saying? Yeah, so big picture stuff. So you were having, uh, breaking the beers up with water. Is that right? Um, so breaking the beers up with water. Lots of water. How many, how many pints altogether? And how many glasses of water altogether? It can be a ballpark figure, Steve, but I'd like mm. it to be, a, you know, a good one. I reckon there was easily, by me, there was easily 12, perhaps 14 glasses of water drank throughout the course yes. of the day um, to neutralise the possibly seven pints. Um, Evil. yeah. Yeah, yeah so which, which, is, which is some going for me. I'm not a good drinker, mm. and that is some going yeah. seven pints, even over the course of nine hours or whatever it is, that's... That's some going for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good again. <laughs> some of my favourite favourite conversations on this pod are when we talk about pickling. Um, <laughs> the the ancient British art of pickling. Um, and that's when you get pissed all day. And some people do that, but then they take one day and they string it together into a lifetime's worth of days. And that's the day of them. You know what I mean? John Lennon. Um, yeah. So... Uh, there was a photo so, oh, taken at the end of the day, and it was um, it was one eye drunk by the end of it. I um, I'd my my face had closed up like Popeye, and I was I was <laughs> I, I could always you know I, I just got the one eye going to focus, and that that's all. I, yeah, yeah, because because of, of my pickling. Um, speaking of Popeye. How good mm. is it that the Robert Altman made a Popeye film, and I've not seen it. Have you seen the Popeye film? Is that the one with um, Robin, Robin Williams? Williams. It yeah. just felt too strange. Popeye is such a strange little man as a cartoon. To do that live Odd. action. Odd. And do it live we, yeah. we go on about um, Panther Man and we go on about Wanda's face and stuff, but fair play to Marvel. They wouldn't do some shit like that, would they? You know? No, no, they wouldn't. I mean, he's, yeah. He, Popeye's arms and stuff always, net. They always sort of like, they were always quite a bit grotesque, really. Yeah, yeah. They're like that. Yeah. 
There's a big lad that injected silicon into his arm, and uh, I don't know if you've seen the Russian slapping competitions on YouTube, but there's a no, no, no. there's a big Russian lad that injected silicon in his arm, and he's basically got like a, a dustbin lid on his bicep on either side, um, and it, it was it's always it's always been reminiscent of Popeye and the grotesqueties Russian, of that um, Russian dustbin lid. I imagine dustbins. In Russia, probably pretty good. Yeah. Well, dustbin. eating spinach for strength seems quite Soviet, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's good. Uh, last thing survived from Soviet Union in this town is the beans. Beans come from maybe 1964 or 1969, and they're good beans. And many people have <laughs> been around and come and gone, and beans remain. Um, I don't. My Russian always ends up kind of being Jose Mourinho as well. I don't know. Why. Slash, respect, slash, respect. Better than Charluca. <laughs> <laughs> please, please chill out. Sleep in the bin. It's okay. But, sleep in the bin. Not a problem. Um, but yeah, Popeye so was a naval man, wasn't he as well? Popeye. Yeah, Popeye um, was. It was a, uh, you know what? Actually, let me tell you a story, please, if I can. Steve, mm. if I can call you that, mate. Uh, also that um, I won't name the person because they haven't consented but I know someone who many many years ago a relative of mine a very dear relative of mine was a merchant marine and uh, he has many stories of being on the high seas and everything and it being like two pence a pint or something and you know near Bratislava um, just yeah loads and loads of stories mm-hmm. and uh, my eldest of late somehow has got into Ouija boards, the idea of oh, the Ouija okay. board. So, yeah. um, he's not, uh, and that speaks to our flim today a little bit, I, I say, because yeah. we are dealing with uh, Satan and Shaitan, as they say mm. in Arabic. Uh, dead, dead scary. The witch is dead, 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 dead scary. One of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. All right, let <laughs> me just say that up front. It's one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I only yeah. finished it like an hour ago. Oh yeah, you can tell because you've got that sort of like that that sort of yeah 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 the, <laughs> the classic kind of <laughs> two hands up in the air and just like you're looking yeah. at old uh, King King Kong himself King Kong Bing Dong sort of a clammy glow as well sort of like mm, you've been like you've been sweating yeah clammy mm, sheen yeah. Um, but so, yeah the Merchant um, Navy fellow yeah. My son was with talking to my parents on the old uh, WhatsApp mm. video call, quite high end uh, technology. <laughs> I thought you were going to say on the Ouija board then. <laughs> well, no, not quite. That's very upsetting. Um, and because uh, we'd got the lad, we were out at Toy Traders again. Uh, mm. Let's play the Toy Traders anthem. <laughs> toy Trader, Toy Traders. Ooh, ooh. Toy Traders, yeah. Is that the place where you got the Rocky car? That's the place I got the Rocky car from. Lovely. Yeah. Got, what a great got store. Got some toys and that, um, some cool toys and that, and uh, found, because it's that kind of store, they don't just have the great toy and the great collectible, they also have great foods and great miscellaneous things. Um, a little Ouija board, tin of mints, shitty old dusty mints. Um, so we got those for the lad and he was, he's very proud of it and he's showing it to them on the video call. And my other relative is in the background there. So he's on the call with us. And all I hear in the background is, uh, my dad says, like, woo, 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 Ouija board. And, uh, this relative said, Oh, yeah, I've got a story about that. I'll tell you later. <laughs> and I just thought, <laughs> my God, what has the man done? 
Just the cards and show it to me, but she said, oh yeah, I've got a story about that, I'll see it, tell you later. Remind me of it, remind me to tell you later. Yeah, there's a very, it's a very sort of avatar worker, abattoir worker approach to to that kind of thing, isn't there? When you hear something, somebody just go, oh yeah, no, I've got a story about Ouija board, yeah, yeah I'll tell you later, don't worry about it, yeah. Yeah, not not while the kiddies are about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I, I never imagine someone's bullshitting about that. You know, there's a certain. You know, you can uh, you can smell bullshit a mile away, and uh, you know when someone really does have a story to tell later. Um, so yeah, I want that story. By the way, I want mm. that story, and I'm going to kind of ask for his permission to tell it on the pod. I won't ask for his permission, but I might. But I won't. Right. Okay. You know what right, I mean? Well, I'm just trying yeah, to cover got... myself legally here. Yeah, lawyers have got it. Lawyers have, yeah. have got it covered. Um, yeah, one lawyers have got it. Absolutely. David Spiderman is his name. Is yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, David David Fellow uh, Fellow Bean. David Fellow Bean. I thought it was my. <laughs> it is. It is. But my wife is. My wife refers to Spider Man as Spiderman, and it Spider-Man. really, yeah. it really makes it's. I, I like it because it first of all it undermines Marvel and accidentally, yeah. which is good fun. But secondly, <laughs> she she says it like it's his surname, like it's Peter Spiderman. Which right, I really, yeah, really enjoy. Reg- Reginald Spiderman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Malcolm Spiderman. Yeah. 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 Dwight Spiderman. <laughs> See? See? <laughs> Elaine Spiderman. <laughs> I think I think she did the editing on a Scorsese film, I think. Elaine Spiderman. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, and I, when I did this film, I just wanted to make it about sniffing, sniffing, and make feel like you're on sniffing everything. Does this? So I said, which which end is a good make feel like you're on sniffing? So I found out did lots of sniffing. That's Randy Spiderman. Spiderman's man is on the most sniff. Martin, please, please slow down. You're almost a hundred years old. Never slow down. Never slow down. No, call Robert. Never slow down. Call Joe. Never slow down. Should we call Ray Liotta? No, you don't need to call Ray, but you can call Robert if you want. Uh, yeah. Why did, can't stop uh, moving, can't stop moving, can't stop moving or we'll die, can't stop moving, can't stop moving, gotta keep making films, gotta keep making films or I'll, I'll stop like a shark, like a shark, like a shark, like a big sniffed up shark making films, oh yeah. I can imagine someone who um, talked to Scorsese around the time he made Hugo um, and Scorsese was so into it and everything and I bet like after the Irishman came out they probably bumped into him and said, hey Marty, remember, remember Hugo, love Hugo so much, let's go. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I never, ever made what? A film in a train station? Nah, don't do that, mate, mate. I don't know if you've seen my films. Mean Street? Nah, I don't do that kind of thing. What was that? That was such a strange entry into his flims, wasn't it? It was Scorsese Polar Express, wasn't it? (laughs) Oh, God, yeah, it was. Oh, God, that's depressing. Yeah, yeah. Let's not think about Hugo. It's... Yeah. That whole era of CGI films were almost as terrifying as The Witch, really. Mm. Just in their uh, uncanny valley yeah, approach to animation. Way. Yes, exactly. Um, so we were talking about something before, weren't we? So I told you the Ouija board story. You had a nice mm. time out with your friends, you know what I mean? Popeye, yeah. Popeye the sailor. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, well, I took my son out on the Friday. I don't know why I didn't say it, start with this, because this is the better story anyway. So I went out with my son on Friday uh, for a treat day. And um, I took him to Toy Store, got him a nice little Hot Wheels and everything. Um, and he played with all the free Lego in Hemleys. That was nice for him. Um, and then oh, I took uh, him for... Just pause for a second. Free Lego, just a big tub of Lego. They've got different components. Oh, they've got like a huge trough of Lego that goes around with little stools around it that you just dig into and just start building. And What's the wonderful? Like Thank you very much. Yeah, it's, it's all blocks. They won't put anything, you know, premium in there. 
It's of all course, just solid monks. Of yeah, course. It's, it's, it's a feeding trough, man. It's a feeding trough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> feeding trough, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and then... Uh, just before you move on, to remember uh, yeah. did that character, that guy? Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to that. Maybe I should bring that back. <laughs> yeah, come on. Okay. No, yeah. bullshit, man. Like, all of, all, it's all basic Lego, yeah? Where's all the premium stuff, yeah? All the printed pieces, all the, all the, all the movie tie-ins. Get the Ghostbusters out, yeah? Um, yeah, anyway. Every now and then you get an adult come up to the Lego section on their own, without child, and they'd sort of, like, look around, like, sort of, like half embarrassed half annoyed that like children were around and that there are other adults around with children that yes. weren't those adults sort of like looking at them and thinking yeah that's right no this is a children's section mate order your shit online like every other self-respecting adult don't come into fucking Hemleys by yourself yeah don't be a psychopath yeah yeah now uh, please hand you in your hard drive on the way out and uh you know, tell us if you've ever done anything wrong, just tell us now because we'll find out and we'll use the most despicable methods you can imagine. Exactly. Out, yeah, and I, I was sat there with a, a copy of The Sun on my lap while my son was digging into the trough. And I was like, Look, they print up your lot in here, so I'll be able to see your address if need be. All right. <laughs> this is no, our neighbor watch. This is my neighbour of watch. I'll fucking kill any of them if I ever come across him. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, love? Where you from, love? Why are you in here by yourself? <laughs> I like you. I like you. No, I like you. No, I like you. <laughs> How terrifying. He takes you as one of his own. Um, You're not being like taken you. as one of their own is what the devil does to the people in this film, isn't it? Mm. Because it's a dead, 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 dead scary film about the devil. Yeah. It is. Are we getting into the film? Should we do the film? Well, can I talk about my stuff first, though? Well, yeah. I mean, I was... Yeah, all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why do I have to beg for airtime? <laughs> I, I don't know if you're making transitions. I don't know if you're just referencing. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's a bit of a piss take, to be honest, mate. <laughs> oh, no, no. You're not throwing me in with that fucking lot. No. <laughs> I've got eight or nine points that I want to cycle through. Okay, right. Let's begin. All right. Um, I think um, my skill in relationships is not actually connecting with people. It's just working out in what way I can kind of mm, situate a conversation to make it so I'll always win. You know, it's a downhill <laughs> slide to me winning. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The, no, I know that. Famous, uh, the great mousetrap board game of old that uh, Tories play. Um so yeah, um, my life has been good, mate. We were out at a birthday party today in Vancouver, mm. in East Vancouver, a very dear relative of mine. I shan't say who, but a very dear relative. And um, it was a soccer-themed party. The lad's soccer coach came down. They did soccer drills. They played a game. It was wonderful. It was a simply magical day with sunshine and, and, and uh, potato salad and Tex-Mex. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, I felt like I was listening to that fucking Maverick song. That's what I want to own up to. I hear it. And things oh, are good. Jesus. I hear that song. That came on when I was in Pizza Up with Hunter the other day. And it's all I could think about was this fucking pod and your dad and just the wave of nausea that the song it sounds like. No, no. Yeah. Not that I don't dislike the song, but it's just like, like you say. It has a role in like tides <laughs> of pure evil lapping at the shores of God. Um, yeah, it's good, man. So Meatloaf haunts you. 
The Mavericks um, haunt me, um, and we must slay these demons for reasons as yet undefined. Um, but we do feel the need to come back and forth. There go, we need to come to the mitten intermittently. And uh, yes, that's it's nice to be here. Um, so yeah, also um, took some time me and my wife, my beautiful wife Sarah, and uh, had a night away. You know, um, uh, oh, lovely. Uh, and uh, it was very nice. Thank you. Wonderful bookstore. Went to a nice bookstore. Bought books I didn't need because I've got loads. Oh, look at you reading. It's a very well. Why do you have to shoot me down like that every time? Hey, tell you what, I got all my education at University of Life, mate. Um, they need a bookstore when I was a kid. Yeah. So what are you saying? You're saying don't read? Is that what you're saying? Don't read? Why would you say don't read? I, I've never read. It's done me all right. My dad did that this, 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 this week when I told him Hunter's uh, new primary school like requires um, water, them to take in their own water bottle. And he went, oh, yeah. ah, what's wrong with just drinking out the tap? They don't like that in my day. I mean, it's just ridiculous now. It's like, okay. <laughs> just a water bottle. Very good. I'd say the best thing to do is always just let things hang in the air. If someone says something, they're exposing something about themselves. Not your father, anybody. <laughs> so let them hang. Let them hang. Let them hang. Um, so you yeah. did a good bud shop. What was your best book in there? Go on. Uh, so there were many good books that I liked in there. It's a small place, um, mm. but they're well stocked. Um, and uh, I went to the science fiction and fantasy section. Hello there. Hello. Welcome. Yes. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Looking forward to buying some new really science fiction. Um, me and all the other dudes. Mop the hoople. I got a book by an author called P. Jelly Clark. Uh, an American Ghanaian author, I think it's Ghana, I forget. Um, and he wrote a book called um, something about gin, D-J-I-N-N, uh, gin, which is um, like uh, demons in the Arabic world, Islamic world. Nice. Um, and it's set in an alternate hit past Cairo or alternate future Cairo or something where there's like magic and stuff. So it's... Um, oh, yeah. You know, we'd like that, don't you? Billy Friedkin. Billy Friedkin would be into that yeah, type of thing. Yeah, so what's all this say? So I go down to the shop. It's me, Billy Friedkin, the exorcist and that. You're doing all right. I was just doing all right. Um, so I go down to the bookshop the other day, yeah, and I says to the guy, I says, uh, I says I'm looking for a new book. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's not much of an exaggeration of the real way that a Salford dad would tell this kind of story, you know. It's always the pause. So I go down there, but then I see the fella and I see him, see him all the time down there, you know what I mean? He, say, he works there, you know. He says, uh, that's about some new books. You <laughs> get to the M- effing point, mate. Um, so, yeah, uh, it was um, uh, very good. P. Jelly Clark, yeah, very nice. good. Nice. Um, um, and so, yeah, then we did, and, but I got bit to shit by mosquitoes. So mosquitoes oh, love the taste of my, um, of my feathery flesh and my downy skin. And uh, where we were was just a cesspit, and I got bit many times, and I've got the old Michelin man bloody legs for me drugs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not fun. That's not fun. But um, I, uh, the other day, when I took my son out the other day, I thought, I got him a treat, so I thought, I'm going to get myself a little cheeky treat while I'm here. And I took him into FOP uh, in London to go in. 
and straight away he walked in and he was like, are these comics, Daddy? I went, no, they're, they're records. They're like, and he was like... These are, this is vinyl records, son. Right. So, <laughs> exactly. so we walked downstairs because uh, they've got the Blu-ray section downstairs. So I walked downstairs and he, were, he went, are these all books? And I was like, no, no, no son, they, they, these are films. And, no, and we were son. walking around... And he's like, which which book's Daddy's book then? And I was like, no, these are films. These, these are films. Like, you're used to streaming them on the TV. Just never mind. These are films. Mm. So we walked around a bit more. And he's like, he's like, how old are you, Daddy? I was like, you know how old I am. He's like, 15. I'm, like, yeah, I'm not 15. You know, I'm not 15. He's like, 50. I'm like, no, no. He's like, 51. I was like, no, no. You know I'm 35. And he was like, oh, yeah, 35. He's like, let's find, let's find a book with five on it. I was like, it's the films. And that's not how it works. You, you, Daddy's looking for the ones that he wants, um, and uh, and he says, "Well, only four percent of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means one hundred percent of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty." With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. Okay, and he starts looking around and he goes, that's what got a five on it. I was like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And I was like, he was like, what about this book? I was like, they're films. These films are not books. These, they've got discs inside them and there's a film on it. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, and it got to, and I didn't want to do it because of all the sort of undermining that had occurred from like my son beforehand. But I, I sort of sidled up to a FOP employee and I was like, excuse me, um, I'm, I'm looking for um 1968 Peter Bogdanovich film Target. So I was wondering if you could check to have it in stock, please. And the moment the sentence had finished, leave my mouth, my son just went... Oh. Wow, it was, and it was audible as well. It was truly yeah. audible. Yeah, it was audible. It was audible. And did they have the film? Uh, they didn't. No. Did they, they order it? The film. They didn't order it. No, it's not. Can't order it. No, no. I can't find this fucking film anywhere. Um, it's mad um, when films are. <coughs> it's mad when films are not available in certain media because that just shouldn't happen, should it? Yeah, yeah. It's only available to buy on Amazon, and it's not. That's not buying. A, that's not buying a film. Buying a film online is not buying a film. You're at you're at the will and the the, the mercy of the the platformer. They can yes. cancel and take that away at any point. Yes. It is not your it's property. Bit, no, it, it's a bit of a piss take, to be honest, mate. When you have a Blu-ray, you have and to hold with. That's right, to use the correct. Thank you, behind glassed eye, you know. Um, what doth soft wander in thou buttocks? You know, dad, whatever, dadeth. Um, so. Good luck getting bonus features online. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do miss that. Although, don't some things like, does Disney Plus have bonus features, but they just hide them somewhere else or something? The, the, yeah, yeah. I think there's some streamers that do have the streamers, some streaming further. Um, but anyway, should we get on to the witch? Dead scared, yeah, let's though. do the witch. Let's do the witch. Let's do the witch. Right, okay. I've got to get my hair cut later, so let's do the witch. Yeah. Um, well, 
Yeah, cut nine. So I've got to right. get oh, onto right. the wedge. Right. Yeah. So what you're hoping to achieve from the haircut then? Some radical upturn in fortunes. It's not going to happen, Steve. Uh, I think so. I think it will. I think yeah. you're not seeing me having a haircut. It's like a different Steve. Right. I walk into the shop, this dishevelled state, and then I bounce out of it. I bounce. Right, right, right. When was the last time you bought a scratch card, you? Long time. It is a long time, actually. When I was living in Huddersfield, that's the last time yeah. I bought a scratch card. Yeah. If you get a scratch it, if you get this haircut, you feel powerful. Go and get a fucking scratch it, mate, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it always is a little bit depressing when the person in front of the queue goes, uh, I'll have... Two number fours, six number fives, and uh, give us a number three as well, will you, love? Cheers. Um, and just this milk. <laughs> <laughs> these dust, fa- these filings and bits of dust and lint, are these for sale or available? Can I take these skin dust filings? Um, I'm going to do my scratch cards now, naked. Naked scratch cards forevermore. Um yeah, um, I wouldn't advise anyone to buy a scratchy, but if you want to, do it, you know, whatever. Mm. Um, so The Witch is a Flim by Robert Eggers. He's a man what's done other flims, right? He's done The Lighthouse, which is farting, apparently. I've not seen it. But it's Robert Pattinson, who's Batman, and Willem Dafoe, who was Goblin. Uh, go- goblin. Goblo. Um, farting, apparently. Green Goblo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you seen Enemy of uh, David Spiderman. Huh? That's right, Gregory Spiderman. You've seen The Lighthouse. Is it about farting? I've not seen The Lighthouse, actually. I've, I've seen The Northman. Um, and that one's about all axes and the Vikings and that or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. But, what, you've been genuine? Is The Lighthouse about farting? Yeah, apparently there's lots of farting in The Lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that so. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, you know, I might be, I might be trying to get some sheep inside a wooded enclosure, but you know, that's what I've heard. You know, mm. heard of no, fair sheep. enough. Um, and, uh, yeah. So the witch is, uh, scary. Listen a pick by our friend Rick, uh, a great, a very dear friend of the pod and a dear friend of mine, Rick, who hails from Australia. Um, and did we get a theme tune for it? Well, he didn't send one. He did send one, but he didn't record it because he's been dead, dead busy and stuff and whatever's going on. And I said, that's fine, mate. And wait, he wait, he sent one, it. but he didn't record it? As in, did he sing well, it into the wind and then no, hope he it got to he's, you? He's written it and it's to the tune of something right. that we know. Ah, oh, so, got you, got you. So I can perform it. This is the thing I can perform oh, okay. it. So it's open. Oh, you right. know, when God, when God no, closes a door, he opens... We'll often open a window ajar, leave a window ajar, and then you can fucking get in that. <laughs> Especially with all this hot weather we're having lately. Everyone leaves the windows open at night. <laughs> fucking stupid. Fucking asking for it. You know. Ah, yeah, it's fucking buzzing, mate. Just get fucking, oh, get chinged up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they get bear dough and then they get bear bear ching you know what I mean uh, very well very good petty criminals so yeah so Rick he sent in the theme tune so I'll do that in a little bit first we'll talk the witch I've never huh. seen it how many times had you seen it I've seen it once before because it's kind of one of those films isn't it one and done as they say yeah yeah but it was it was good to watch it again um i don't think my wife was in the right headspace for it but um yeah it was uh it was i enjoyed it at the least yeah 
And that's all that matters, yeah. Yeah, exactly. As long as you chuckled and uh, interlaced your fingers over your little port belly, you were wearing one of your sleeveless cardigans that you wear. Um, and you said, nice little flick. <laughs> nice little flick, that one. <laughs> nice little flick indeed. Put kettle on, love. Have a thirst on. Nice little flick. Um, my God, he's a madman. <laughs> <laughs> so, the witch, and it's spelled with two V's, is a mm. deeply upsetting, disturbing film, mm. um, and it's about, it's about, it's quite brilliant as well. It's um, it is it is a stunning film. It's one of the best films I've seen for ages. Yeah, it's, it's one of the scariest things I've seen for mm. ages. But yeah. and it's scary in a way which is. Um, all through the message that there's not much cheap stuff in this film. This film mm. creeps along and just slowly drags you down into uh, into hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but in a weird way, the end of the film's quite uplifting. I mean, I don't, I don't mean literally. Hey, spoiler. Um, but it's actually quite an uplifting end to the film, weirdly enough. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's. Um, it's basically for a quick plot for the uh, for the old audience. It's it's basically about um, the first sort of pilgrims to the settlers, let's say, in New England um, from Puritan the Puritans <clears throat> set off from Britain and uh, yeah. established a God fearing society community. And it's about one of the families in those community being banished from a said community yeah. and having to live out in the New England wilderness, basically, and try and make ends meet yeah. on their own farm. And, uh, so yes, yeah, so this family, and it's it's uh, what's it? It's Robert Robert Eggers director, and it's um, mm-hmm. oh, let me just get. The, I need to give the names of the actors because um, um, spot pod spoiler uh, the acting Anna Taylor Joy. Oh, that's Anna Taylor Joy. Yeah, the, the acting is stunning. So let's stop the. Yeah, it is fucking so, amazing. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's a story about a family, and it's Ralph Ralph Innocent is the the patriarch yeah. William, uh, Chris Finch. Yeah, Chris Finch, yeah, bloody good rep um, from The Office. Um, he's already played the greatest villain in, in television history because, the, uh, honestly, for years I couldn't even watch the end of the Finchie episode. I've no. Two the, the, yeah, no, I, I used to skip that one. The um, the, the pub quiz. Throw in the... Uh, the pub quiz episode the pub, is the grotesque. Pub, it's, yeah, it, like you say, it's the, it's the best, greatest TV villain of all time. It's Chris yeah, Finch. yeah. yeah. Great Chris Finch. He walks straight out of Twin Peaks and into uh, and into the the paper office, Wernham Hog. Um, so yeah. So the, and then their children of varying ages. Um, their eldest child is Thomasin, played by as you say Anya Taylor Joy, who was in that um, chess Netflix. Oh my God, the Queen's Gambit, incredible! Popularizing chess for young people. Three weeks later, do you remember that show? What? <laughs> um, do you remember that show? Was it Wonder's Teeth? Oh my god, green teeth. Oh my god. Um, so yeah, um, and they are outcasted. They are exiled from a um, a, uh, a a community and forced to live out in the woods by themselves. And they are visited by evil. It's basically Evil Dead in it, but in sixteen thirty. It is, yeah, it is, and it isn't because it, I, like, with this film, I, I it's 
I think it's just constantly left open all the time, whether the the evil is actually in those woods or whether it's the shit they've brought with them, basically, because they're so God-fearing and they're so sort of like into all that witch stuff and everything. Um, And yeah, it's a lot because a a lot of it's projection, isn't it? Like with stuff like Black Phillip and and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, um, How much are we going to do then? Are we going to, are we going to like talk the flim? Yeah, let's talk about Should we do, like, are we going to spoil the film? Um, it's seven years no. old. It's a dead good film. Yes. And to watch yeah, it without too much revealed, I think, is probably the best way, because I didn't really know anything yeah. about it going in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. Yeah, well, we won't give too many spoilers away, but I think we can talk subtext. I think that's fine. Uh, yeah, I think so, and I think the, I think you know, I've, we've already said it's dead, dead scary. So you it can is, imagine yeah. it's and it's very upsetting, very disturbing film. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Straight off uh, the bat, doesn't like yeah. let you sort of let you. It doesn't let you burrow in and get all comfortable. It doesn't let you, like you say, it doesn't let you steeple your fingers and say, oh, it's lo- "What a lovely film this is." Yeah. Um, There's no uh, basil exposition in this film, is there? Anything? There's no. Kind no. Of, here's the gentle hand. It's a. Uh, it's a very starkly told film, uh, I would say, and um, the the horror the the family of well, I think they're visited by evil, and they kind of perpetrate kinds of evil between mm-hmm. one another. <clears throat> yeah, um, because as you say, it's also a bit like the thing, and it's it's a film about suspicion. Yeah, it's very much so. And a film very about so. who can you trust, who can't you trust. Um, so it's got this paranormal, supernatural element, but then it's got these intensely human, timeless themes mm-hmm. of uh, guilt, suspicion, things like that. Um, and uh, and yeah, and it, the way it's shot is just fucking fearless, and like the performances mm-hmm. are crazy, crazy, crazy good, especially from the kids, like the, the guy, the kid <laughs> who plays Caleb. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Nice it's, quality. Yeah, so, there's a particular scene where it's well, many scenes, but one in particular. Um, and Kate Dickey and it's uh, like proper Shakespeare, Shakespeare. Some of this stuff, isn't it? It's yeah, proper good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate Dickey, like you say, Kate Dickey's amazing in it as well. She's astounding in it. Yeah, she's she's unbelievable as a as a mother, kind of torn apart by grief, but also someone who's going through her own. I mean, everyone in the film is going through their own kind of breakdown or their own kind of crisis, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then they come together to form one Power Ranger, Mecha, Mechatronic, um, Crisis, you know, Ultimo Beast. Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but, I can't think of anything yeah. Well, I, I think that uh, I think the film itself, like you say, is a timeless theme uh, because it all all starts. It basically the whole downward spiral of this film starts because a dad, as dads have done from present day throughout all echoes of time, mm. it starts with a dad just going, "Nah, nah, fuck you, nah, nah, fuck yeah. you then." Yeah, nah, that's not, that's literally it. Nah, you're not harder. Nah, nah, you're not harder. You know I am reasonable, man. But nah, nah, you fucking, you fucking nah, you shove up your fucking ass. One of those where you start to have a conversation and you just go fuck. Shove up your ass, yeah. <laughs> and and the, the that's the thing is for, at the beginning of the film that the family is torn from this community, and you see that the the character of Thomas in Anya Taylor Joy's character, she's the one who appears the most impacted by it um at mm-hmm. the time you know she's like lost in the you know she you can see she's kind of dazed by it and i think it's it's 
it's kind of also a, like a, a film on a symbolic level about how religious extremism kind of tears families, communities apart. You yeah. Because um, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's a certain extent to which they are architects of their own downfall, which is crazy for a film which is really about suffering and not really, I don't know, there's different levels of this. I, that, maybe that sounds really insensitive because the characters go through incredible pain in the film, on screen <laughs> pain in the film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you think? Do you think that they're kind of implicated in it, or are they victims, or what? Well, yeah, I think I think the the parents are in a way. I think I don't know. It's that it's hard. It's because it's a it's a classic immigrant story of trying to find a better life as well. Um, mm. But it's like it's it's um, it's a decision to become uh, to emigrate via dogma rather than sort of like desperation isn't it do you know what i mean yeah. like it's not like it's in uh, britain was war-torn country like <clears throat> at this point or anything and it wasn't like i mean we put it was because we we're always fucking kicking off with someone but um mm-hmm. like in a, in like actually living in britain itself it it wouldn't have been yeah it wouldn't have been like you know like I, I, we classically think of as a refugee from a war-torn nation or like a collapsed failed state or anything like that it wasn't mm-hmm. like that it was literally just emigrating because it, it, nobody was pure enough like, and it was all, all about um, like Christian re- reliefs and everything. Again though, there, there is a bit of a that is left open as well though, right? I mean you don't get full pictures of the backstory of the characters but when Kate Dickey says um, to Ralph Innocent to William that she wants to go back to England mm. and the way he receives that uh, statement when you can see there's real regret on his face mm. and obviously she has regret and you think about with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, I don't know the role that faith plays in extreme situations about how... I don't know. It's hard to say, and I guess it's a personal thing in the end, but again, seeing people torn apart by, by their faith. I don't want to give too much away, but this is a, this is pretty relentless film, like... Mm. I think it's pretty obvious just from looking at the poster that this is not a happy ending kind of story film. Yeah. I think that's fair to say, don't you, going in? Mm-hmm. No, 100%, yeah. Because that's what it, like you said, it is a bit, you mentioned Billy Friedkin before, and it's very 70s in the it way is. the characters suffer in this. Yeah. It? Oh, definitely, definitely. And I think as well, it doesn't shy away from um, the little details and all that, like... Um, with with Caleb and uh, Anya, uh, obviously Anya Taylor Joy's mm. character, um, they're they're in the throes of in the midst of um, puberty, which you can only imagine. Like, is such a god fearing, like religious driven background must be terrifying because, mm. like, basically you you're just trying to exist as a human being with all that shit running through your head, and basically you're being told that everything going through your head is an evil thought. So it, you know, it it must it must just be wild. But there's like you know, because obviously Caleb's having to grow up in uh, completely cut off, and all he knows is his family, and he's going through yeah. like weird puberty things. So he's like stealing glances at Anya Taylor Joy's cleavage, you know, because he yeah. he literally has no other sort of female 
presence around him. Stimulation whatsoever. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And that is it, that the film is so stark in its depiction of a family that's completely isolated from the world, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of, there's the horror and the the supernatural, and again, the film's called The Witch. It's about witches, it's about witchcraft, it's about the occult. So um, so there's that aspect to the film. There's a religion aspect to the film as well. Those two interlock and cross over, and that's interesting. Um, but again, there's also just a community aspect to the film, like you say, where they're just completely cut off. And the, the way that the film depicts that kind of creeping madness of isolation is stunning. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know, you could write a fucking thesis on it. You know, it's yeah. it's so amazing. And the acting, like in the performances, the actors are so, like, um, deliberate and um, believable. I don't know, it yeah. just shows real, real... Oh, definitely. Movies, you know? Yeah, because they, they use natural lighting in the cinematography yeah. to just make it look extra grim, which is, mm-hmm. which is great. And it really does it. And they also fucked with the aspect ratio as well and made it more square so that the trees around the home... Uh, seemed even is larger and more domineering. Aspect ratio, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a weird like one. It, tiny... it, yeah, it's like that's a proper seventies film aspect ratio. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> that's right. the type of thing you'd see like on a Werner Herzog film or something like that. You know, I mean, it's yeah, like right. he's dicking it, about in some fucking Peruvian forest or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and um, yeah, and actually, yeah, oh, yeah. I watched a Werner Herzog film called Strozek the other day that would actually be a oh, good companion piece for this. Yeah. It's about a German bloke that uh, emigrates to America into a into a mobile home. Right? Yeah, that was, that that's the um, is that that's the film. This quite a grim reference, but that was Ian Curtis from Joy Division. I think that was one of his favourite films. That's oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, I can see I've that. I've heard it's quite a grim... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And again, for bleakness, to mention Joy Division in relation to this, is probably quite fitting, um, because... Uh, Strozek is really... It is really grim, but it's really funny. Really funny. Oh, yeah. Got to say, yeah, yeah. There's, there's um, a lot of um, comedy in Herzog. You know? Yeah, yeah. And there's so many times where he's blatantly used real people um, in Germany, and they accidentally look at the camera, like, all the time. Some of the <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's quite. Herzog is that punk aesthetic, right? Where it's, his films just look at you and go, "Yeah, and what this is." Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, what's your reaction to this? Yeah, amazing, love it, Werner, you dirty bastard. We love you. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, you can watch this film from many different angles. Um, you can you can slice it in many ways. It's very rich, and it's very. Um, obviously it's quite it's a historical piece mm. um which you kind of find out as the film unfolds in a certain way um but the dialogue is very accurate uh so again it, it's so thing, well set it's like spoken as well isn't it, it like it, it, it truly is yeah i mean the way they break down that dialogue and, and make it because it's not only it's not only old-timey dialogue it's also um spoken it's presented naturalistically yeah Yeah. so it's families talking people are muttering speaking under their breath you know the Mm -hmm. way that the actors get across the the the, the subtleties of how families communicate with really difficult dialogue is astounding like (laughs) yes that in itself is just you know it's so fucking good the acting in this um so yeah um 
so yeah, it's a kind of a historical film and I forget what I was trying to say. Oh yeah, but the thing that makes the film special is the thing that makes it weird. The denseness of the dialogue, the accuracy of the setting, natural light. These are things that films don't do. These are weird things mm. that films don't often do, but those are the things that make it good. So it's like, again, like Coppola with his wine and that, be weird, go for the weird stuff. That's yeah, where the good stuff yeah. is, right? And this film is really weird, isn't it? It is a yeah. like, strange film. It is, and that's the thing about uh, folk horror, is no matter how good or bad folk horror is, I, I find anyway, they always unsettles you, just that little bit, mm. like no matter how bad it is, whether it's, I mean, Texas Chainsaw is a folk horror, like mm. that that in itself, like, and it's always, it's always the idea of something that's been there forever, basically, it's always like, and that's terrifying, especially like for, like, because cities are global entities, like you know, you you can comfortably live in like uh, London now and feel like your experience isn't a million miles away from somebody living in New York or Beijing or Tokyo. You know what I mean? And um, but that that's the thing. But then once you step out of the cities, all that culture in the, po- those pockets of community is entirely local, and it's and it's. Yeah. It's small, small pockets, um, um, and it's uh, it's completely alien to anybody that doesn't reside in it. And I think that that's the reason that um, the League Gentleman is so funny and horrifying because it it really encapsulates um, folk horror and comedy so perfectly well. Yeah. And and everything in League of Gentlemen is so so strangely accessible to to anybody in Britain that's lived or spent any time in sort of a a small town community basically yeah, yeah yeah and that's why it's so haunting and that's why folk horror really hits home because the thing is with folk horror as well is it's not even like like with with like christianity and and stuff like this this is set like 150 160 years ago whatever it is um and 300 and 300 and uh, <laughs> yeah, probably uh, 300 200 and, 200 and, no 360 years ago 360 years ago almost 400 years ago there you go um, and that seems like a long time ago, but then you know that the entity in the woods is sort of a pagan evil, or if if you will. And the idea is that that's older than any <clears throat> newfound Christian religion, you know, which right, is a terrifying right. thought. Predates. There's something that something that predates something as old as Christianity, and something, something. that massively predates it as well. It's primordial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so you find that with, in like the Wicker Man and stuff like that, it's not about Christianity. Mm. Christianity is seen as sort of like the yuppie religion in these like yeah, yeah. folk yeah. communities. It's the it's always start. it's like I watched the um, the the layer of the white worm you know, the other day, which is which is, is brilliant. And it's like it's just about a big white snake. It's just it's purely sexually <laughs> more, like driven as well, kind of thing. Wonderful. But um, yeah, it's a country country lady that's turned into a snake lady through a god mm. that's existed pre predates roman times and everything yeah. and you know you've got blood on satan's claw which is again it's about these micro communities and the idea because that's the thing with kids as well like with with kids and you re, you see this in the twins in the film mm. kids are actually terrifying because kids yeah. are Base, they're they're unmolded to a degree. It's, we're, they're in the process of being molded into to to fit into the society around them. Before that, like obviously, Lord of the Flies and sort of like makes this point as well. But mm-hmm. like bef- before you get your hands on a kid, they're basically just little cavemen. 
and they'll 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 do whatever they fuck they they like if you leave them to the wilderness they'll just become wild people you know what I mean That's, yeah. Yeah. I, they've got that in them yeah I have an almost three year old who proves that um, yeah and. Uh, that's um, that's the thing. The film is so depressing because it's just about what happens to the kids when the parents are off crying somewhere. You know, it's just like <laughs> yeah. it's it's so relentlessly grim. And as a parent, I found it's like yeah, you know, upsetting to watch. You know, um, but it's it's really really stunning. It's a really special film, and it's only ninety minutes as well, which is yeah. amazing. I mean, come on. Mm. With a film this scary, the spookerama is going to harm you if you do more than a 90-minute slammer, as the old saying goes, the old Welsh saying goes. Um, so, yeah, it's perfectly paced as well. And uh, you could just watch this film and just look at the shot composition or just listen to the score. The score's incredible. Oh, the yes. The silence yeah. is incredible. It's just mm-hmm. fucking creeping noise and rising. It's just unbelievable it's a true trip into hell and i hated every fucking minute of it it was amazing <laughs> yeah it is and uh yeah it's um like you say it's it, it's kind of the the sound is very evil deadish i find it's uh yeah, definitely. In, in how jarring it is scratching um, and moaning and like just creepy stuff because evil dead does that where uh you know are you doing it's me sam raimi yeah, I'm editing when you film it. Just not fucking creepy enough, though. Yeah, can you help me to creep it up a bit more for all these fucking dickheads who are going to see it? You know, yeah, it's just... Like, every scene in this film just has some kind of evil spirit haunting it. You know, it's just like... Yeah. Every exchange in the film is loaded with, like, it's just, like, desperation or, like... Yeah. Repressed desires and regrets. And yeah. It's uh, it's like every Bruce Springsteen song, but mixed with the Resident Evil monster or something, you know, the big top yeah. one. <laughs> it's so great. It's like when Anna Taylor... Uh, when, uh, sorry, I'll call, I'll call her a character's name. When Thomas Thomason goes to get the eggs out of the thing and she just sees the mm. sort of egg cracked open with the sort of dead fetus chicken inside and it's like yeah yeah i like i understand why they think god was probably punishing them they probably thought everything in the world was against them and like it's hard not to take that shit personal when you live in such a grim era with like su- such grim stuff going on around you because uh, because part of me is like it's so fucking egotistical to think that like the the that your god's like taking that much of a fucking interest in you but then at the same time like say when when you see all the really grim fucking horrible stuff that just naturally occurs forget the supernatural side just like naturally occurs around you then i mean i won't go into it too much but i'll just say like uh with like ralph uh ralph innocent's fate like that that again it's like it doesn't necessarily it's not necessarily supernatural is it it's just grim like do you know what i mean it's just mm. part of like living in a, such an, a dangerous environment where yes. there, there was no like quick trips to casualty or, host- or ambulances yeah, or anything precisely. like that you know and yeah. the the film is so brutal because everything happens in real life right it's all supernatural and it's this and that and the religion but the grimmest thing of all, as always, is reality, cold reality in this film. Um, and again, just like what happens when people are left to wither on the vine, you know, it's, uh, or, or when people, when people, you know, fuck everyone off. 
Um, yeah, and so we should do the lighthouse. I've heard it's amazing. And the Northman, mm-hmm. is that poddable maybe? Sometime? I've seen the Northman. And the, the Northman's, the Northman's uh, more of an epic, to be honest with you. It's more of a... Um, it's it's a Viking epic, so it's. We're not watching it. When was the last time we watched a ruddy fuck epic? Was it through Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I mean, I, I've got an epic in the bag waiting waiting for us, but it's. Uh, I watched it the other day. Uh, I think I told you about it. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, the uh, the Indian Myst- film. Mystery Men. No, no, you didn't no. tell me about this. Oh right, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix. Um, yeah, it's. I can't go into it now. It's too long. It's right, a Hindi it's film, much. so it's just it's I was too going, much. I was uh, I was thinking about F in Dangal the other day. Dangal, 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 fucking great. Well, I will just find myself breaking out into Dangal, Dangal. So speaking of Dangal, you've got to go Dangal the street and get your right. hair cut. Yeah. So we'll say bye bye to. Do you want to do the theme tune for us out? Dirty witch. You dirty bastard witch. I took loads of screenshots of um, uh, pathetic things uh, male losers on the internet had written on the IMDb trivia for the witch. Maybe I'll get to some next time. <laughs> right, so... No, no, go on. Yeah, give us one, give us one. Come on. Give you what? One, one of the trivia. One of the trivias. Oh, right, give you one, yeah. Uh, let's see. They were pathetic. My God, I laughed and laughed and laughed as I read them all in such detail. Um, right, this. Harvey Scrimshaw was very nervous about shooting the scene where he was kissed by Sarah Stevens. According to Robert Eggers, Scrimshaw, 13 at the time of filming, had barely kissed anyone in real life and had never done so on camera. Eggers has claimed that despite that, after filming the scene, Scrimshaw ended up being very proud of it. <laughs> My God. Pathetic. Pathetic. Keep it oh. off the internet. There is such a thing as too much on the internet. Too much, too many things. Um, so, yeah, there's loads of them. They are. Now the message boards have gone. They're the only salvation I've got for laughing at film nerds on the internet, you know. Mm. Um, so the song is to the tune of Black Betty and it goes whoa Black Philip go your nan whoa Black Philip go your nan he's such a good boy (laughs) go your nan oh look Anya tell a joy go your nan down in the woods go your nan Finch you ain't doing too good go your nan (laughs) go your nan oh Black Philip go your nan (laughs) Finch you ain't doing too good I love it Rick Um, no thank you Rick thank you um yeah, and uh, I mean, I, c- I can't really say thank you for the film because you know it's it's such a grim, grim film. Testament. But it, it's Testament. a brilliant film. It's a brilliant Testament. film. Testament. So amazing. So uh, must see. Even yeah. if you don't have any interest in seeing it, just watch it. It's yeah. you won't see another film like it, really. Yeah. No, definitely not. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I had some other stuff to mention about. Um, Witches and stuff, but I'll. I'll you're I'll the you're the guy with the haircut, mate. I'm, my hair's staying exactly where it is. Well, no, it's fine. It's it's fine. It was just a, a point about you know how witches are prevalent in every global society because there's nothing scarier than an empowered lady to a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are some interesting lines in the big mind hunter lines. Um, who was that? Was that um? Wasn't Michael Mann who did? Was it Michael Mann? Fincher. 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 That's right, Fincher. 
are you doing all right? You've got this mind on that. And everyone went, well, we're interested. Then he came back, I've got the new season. David, it doesn't work that way on the internet, mate. This isn't the cinema. It doesn't work that way. Nobody fucking cares anymore. They don't even remember who you are. Um, Actually, Fint, so, no, to be fair, Fincher flipped reversed it on Netflix there. Eh? It was, yeah, because um, yeah, yeah, Mindhunter was great. The first season was amazing. Probably one of the best things Netflix have done. Second season, fucking brilliant again. And uh, Netflix were like, you know, they were probably saying it with a revolver behind their back, but they were like, you're going to give us a third season, David, and then we'll uh, we'll see where we go from there. Uh, and Finch has just gone, nah, I've got some other stuff to do. I'll give you some cartoons about robots, though. All right. See you later. Um, was that that love, sex, your face and robots? Whatever That's was that one, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think there's about three series in that now. Death, robot world and your mum. Um, very good. Um, we love it. Robert Eggers, we'll see you again. And eggs, uh, eggs to you. You know, you're a good egg. Robert Eggers is, is my last thing to say. Eggs derelict. What? It's like Benedict. It's like a pun on eggs Benedict. But because I don't know, you're a sham. You're a I'm sham. Sorry. You're a sham. This pod's a sham. You've pissed me off. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.